Your business is on the runway, ready for takeoff, yet your team is not even making contact. You're exhausted, and the business needs to make more money to stay successful. What do you do next? Welcome to Ask the Coach with professional business coach Oliver Baisner. If you're ready to soar to new heights with your business and be the pilot of your own successful destiny, stay tuned. We're ready to roll. Now, here's your host, Oliver Baisner. Morning, everyone. Oliver Baisner here. So excited to be talking about time management today. Those of you that are thinking, oh, another time management talk, forget it. We're not going to talk about what everybody else talks about. As you know, my show gives you tools that are going to be valuable and that will make a difference. And today, you know, at the end of the show, I'm going to share a tool that I can guarantee you, and this is not just me guaranteeing something that I can't deliver on. It'll get, I guarantee you it'll double your productivity. And I've proven it over and over again, not only with my own team and myself, but with my clients. And so let's talk about why this is even important. You know, the question I always have when I get in front of large audiences and we talk about time management or getting things done is how many of you say yes too often? And of course, you know, those that are willing to raise their hands. So let's say 100% of the audience pretty much says, yeah, we say yes way too much to stuff. So we're going to talk about that today. Why are you committing to things that you can't possibly get them all done or you feel stressed about it and then you're underperforming anyway on some of those things? And, you know, those of you that own a business, do you feel like the business owns you sometimes instead of the other way around? You know, we're going to help you with all of those things today. So, but before we do, you know, my company's called Sonic Coaching, right? And so we're talking about, you know, going Mach 1 with our businesses, breaking the sound barrier. And when a plane breaks the sound barrier, there's a loud sonic boom that's created. And at sea level, there's a vapor barrier that surrounds that aircraft. Now, how is that aircraft even able to go that speed? Because, you know, let's go back, you know, 50 years. You couldn't do that with an aircraft. Well, for one thing, the plane is designed to remove all the excess drag, right? So it's sleeker. It's lighter. There's better onboard systems. And so today we're going to be talking about how to move the excess drag from your own business, from your own job that you've got? How do you remove the drag, the stuff that's holding you back, slowing you down, right? How do you improve your systems? How do you make things sleeker, lighter, more agile in what you're currently doing for work or, or the company that you're running? And so that's what we're going to talk about. And and I'll give you some stats. Uh, you know, as I was preparing for the show, there's some interesting stats that came out by a gentleman named Dr. Donald Wetmore. And I'll just give you some of them because, you know, some of these were quite interesting when I saw them. The average working person spends less than two minutes per day in meaningful conversation or communication with their spouse or significant other. Less than two minutes, right? We're so busy, we don't even have to have the time to talk to the people that we care about. Now, this one was even worse. The average working person spends less than 30 seconds a day. That's half a minute, folks, in meaningful communication with their children. On average... In America, there are 17 million meetings per day, not per week, not per year, 17 million meetings in America per day. And here's another interesting stat, 60% of the people in those meetings are appearing to be listening by taking notes, appearing to be listening by taking notes. So over half the room isn't paying attention anyway. So why having all the meetings? You know, the average worker sends and receives 190 messages per day. Now, I can tell you that one of the the best things I ever learned was from a CEO that I know here in Calgary who said, you know, I figured out how to get less emails. He said, I just send less emails. Well, pretty common sense, right? Send less emails, you'll get less emails in return. And then here's the thing about good time managers. They don't allocate their time based on those who demand it, but rather those who deserve their time. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that later in the show. Um, but, you know, I just wanted to share a few stats. And here's one more for you, just in case, you know, you were wondering how productive are you really during the day. 20% of the average workday is spent on crucial and important things, while 80% of the workday is spent on things that have little value or no value. 80% of your day, waste of time. So let's talk about how we can improve some of those things, how we can improve what you're getting done, how efficient you are and how you're able to move forward and become twice as productive and feel better about it and have more time with your family, which is really why we work anyway, is to spend time doing the things we love or spending time with the people we love. So I'm gonna throw the elephant right on the table, right? There's an elephant in the room here and here's what that elephant is. 
It's the five inches between your ears. That's what's holding you back. It's your belief systems. You know, if you're going around all day thinking, and I've had clients like this who are thinking, you know, I don't have enough time. I just don't have enough time. You know, I don't know how to create more time. I just, I'm so busy. I'm busy all the time. You know, if you're repeating that to yourself, your subconscious is picking that up and the five inches between your ears are just creating more not enough time for you because you're creating a self-fulfilling prophecy. I have seen it repeatedly. And so suspend that little voice in your head that says, I don't have enough time because I can tell you that I was there years ago. I used to be that guy who said, I'm so busy, so busy. And I just kept getting busier. And I, you know, I just changed my thoughts. I went, you know what? There's a, I've got 24 hours in a day, same as everybody else. And so how do I use my time most effectively? What should I be spending my time on? Ask yourself better questions instead of saying you're so busy. Right? And the other thing is, I don't want you saying the I knows today. Right? There's going to be some things I share that you've heard before. It's not going to be new. But you're going to hear it differently from me, and maybe you're hearing it again today because it's time to take action on it. Knowing it and doing it are two different things. And so if you're feeling overwhelmed and swamped with life and business and career and your family and have no time for yourself, and, and you know, I talk to guys, I don't, they don't even know what self-care is, and I talk to women, they know what self-care is, but a lot of them aren't doing it often enough, then let's talk about how we find you some time to actually do the things that are important to you. You know, so what are you spending your time on? What are you consuming that time? Well, when I talk to business owners, you know, I could create, you know, 80 things that they're spending their time on. Let me give you an example, right? As a business owner, especially if you're running a small company, you're probably, you know, involved or doing the marketing, you're writing the ads, placing the ads, answering the phone, following up on leads, doing customer follow-up, you're networking to get more business. You know, you might have meetings with your lawyer, your, you know, your broker of some kind with an accountant. You're busy creating systems and structure and hiring staff. And then, of course, after you hire, my God, now you got to train the staff. You know, you get the sales. So you're out there closing the deals, you know, or ordering supplies. You know, you're meeting with prospects. You're, you've got to pay the bills, right? Bills have to get paid. You're doing the invoicing, which often in, in small business, I find, that's the thing that falls behind. Then, then you don't get paid. So now you're struggling to manage the cash flow and move the money around. Um, and hey, you might even be unclogging the toilets or sweeping the front walk or shoveling the walk, depending on where you are, right? Oh, what about the real work? Whatever business you're in, when are you actually going to get the real work done on top of all of that? You know, that's our business owners. Now, what about if you're corporate, right? What are you spending your time on? Well, you've got client meetings and team meetings and strategy meetings and planning meetings and firefighting meetings. You know, let's not forget firefighting is, a, is probably for some of you half of your job. Right. Then you've got, you know, other meetings to deal with the meetings and then texting and phone calls and emails and social media and Internet and oh, shiny objects. Right. Oh, I got the next best greatest idea or, you know, something sidetracks me. You know, have you ever been on the Internet where you're looking up an article or you're doing some research and all of a sudden you go down that rabbit hole where now you're you're looking at another article. Oh, an ad caught my attention. Now I'm going through that. We've all clicked on that one where it turns into a 30-page slideshow, and you got to click on every slide to get to the 30th one, which is the information you really wanted, right? That's what I call going down the rabbit hole. Oh, and then, of course, there's the mandatory paperwork, the mandatory reports. You know, I can tell you, I went to, a, I, I went to work for a large um, multi-billion dollar company years ago, and I was overseeing Western Canada for them. And I can tell you when I got there, you know, one of the things that uh, I had a sales team across the country, across the western part of the country, and uh, they were, as I was working with them in the field and getting to understand, you know, what their challenges were, they were all saying the same thing. You know, there's this report, like we spent two, three days in the field doing the research and putting this report and sending the information in. And then my assistant used to, you know, take another two to three days to compile all the data and, and send it into our head office, right? But I had been there for several months and nobody had ever mentioned the report, right? So I was kind of curious. I wonder if people are actually paying attention to this report. So I told my team one month, I said, don't worry about it. We don't need the information this month. So don't don't waste your time. You know, do what you need to do out there, which is go sell. And uh, we'll, we're not sending the report in. I went to my assistant and I said, we're not sending the report in. And she says, well, I'll let them know. And I said, no, no, we're not letting anybody know. Right. We're just not going to send the report in and see what happens. Well, I can tell you it wasn't until about six or seven months later. So I was at a meeting. Somebody said, whatever, you know, what about that report that we used to do? I said, oh, we haven't done that in months. Oh, OK. Nobody was looking at that report, yet it was taking hours and hours of my team's time 
what reports, if you're working in a corporation, what reports, what are you doing that maybe nobody's even paying attention to? Now, I'm not going to suggest to you, you just stop doing the report, but maybe, you know, you can figure out if it's even valuable or if people even need it, or is there a way to simplify it or get rid of it altogether? If you're in a leadership position and you're trying to find more time for your team, your job is to remove roadblocks. If that's a roadblock to them getting the real work done, You've got to think about what roadblocks you need to remove. That is the number one job in leadership, removing roadblocks, whether you're the leader in a massive corporation or whether you're the leader in a business where you've just got a small team, remove the roadblocks. If you're even a solopreneur, remove the roadblocks that are blocking you from moving forward. I can tell you that you know one of the things that I did years ago when I started my consulting practice was I hired my son to do a newsletter that we were sending out. Right. And I had, you know, I was just starting out. I had very few clients. Could I afford help? No, but I did it anyway. I paid him and uh, he spent three hours and I took that three hours and business developed. You know, that's the best three hours I ever invested in. Cost me $10 an hour at the time was 30 bucks and I would go get more clients. So you've got to start thinking about what's consuming your time. You know, so let's talk a little bit about time in general. You know, would you agree that time is accelerating? You know, we're not slowing down in life. Things are actually accelerating for us. You know, there's more knowledge, more learning. Things are, are increasing ever quick, ever so quickly. You know, I'll go back to uh, to a stat from Dr. Uh, Donald Wetmore. You know, and, and here's, here's an interesting stat that he had uh, put out. You know, half of what is known today we didn't know 10 years ago. The amount of knowledge in the world has doubled in the last 10 years. And, and listen to this. So it's doubled in the last 10 years, and it is said to be doubling again every 18 months. You can't keep up with it. Things are going faster today than they were five years ago, than they were 50 years ago. So that time is accelerating. Things are accelerating. We have less time to get things done. And so how do you deal with accelerating time? And this isn't about fitting more stuff in your day. If you're listening to this talk to figure out how to fit more stuff in, I'm going to give you the opposite advice. I want you to actually start thinking about how you can subtract time. How you can, time management is not about fitting more stuff in your day. Some of you are fitting too much stuff in your day. Most of you probably are. And so time management is about how do you subtract things in your day to make your planning easier and better so you can actually focus on that 20% that are critical and important to the success of, of whatever you're doing. You know, and so I'll, I'll tell you that my assistant, Tia and I regularly look at my calendar and we talk about what, what can we cancel? What meetings are not important? What can we remove? And the other thing we're doing is we guard my time. My time is my most important asset. And so we guard it. I have people who want to meet with me on a regular basis. But if there's no value to me giving them a meeting, then why would I do that? You know, I'll give you a quick example. This is about five years ago. I remember that um, I had someone that wanted a meeting with me. And I, I just realized that probably there wasn't any value. I mean, you know, from their side, I could see why they wanted the meeting because I, I might be able to refer some of my clients to them. And, and of course, they were saying, well, I'll refer some of my clients to you. That was kind of their opening, why they wanted a meeting. Um, but, I you know, my experience had told me that that particular industry generally doesn't refer to me. And so um, I, I actually declined the meeting. And, and I, he, I know he was upset because he ran into uh, somebody that I know at a coffee shop and he said you know I wanted a meeting with Oliver and and somebody I know well and um, you know I wanted a meeting with Oliver and and, you know he wouldn't even give me a meeting and and the person knew how busy I was and said well he's actually quite busy and he goes well yeah I am too and then he proceeded to sit down and interrupt this person's coffee that they were having with a friend of theirs and, and chatted with them for half an hour well how busy was he really obviously not that busy if you could just interrupt somebody's coffee for half an hour so protect your time protect it like it is the most valuable resource in the world because it is and so when you're protecting your time and you're starting to look at things with a different set of eyes is that meeting something that I should be taking who else could be taking the meeting on my behalf do we even need the meeting Right? So start subtracting things off your calendar as much as possible and then don't allow it to get filled with other things. 
So that's really what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about some strategies on, on how to protect your time. So there's really two goals I have for you today. You know, the first goal is figure out where your time is being consumed. So um, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, a tool that I use with my clients all the time so we can understand what it is that they're spending their time on. What are you spending your time on? Right. And so that will be the tool that I want to share first. And then the second thing is how do we reduce the drag, the things that suck your time, that suck the life out of you. Right. How do we streamline, make things more efficient today? Because it's so important. You know, if you had another hour in your day, imagine what you could do. You know, really, if you think about it, an hour a day is seven hours a week. That's 365 hours a year. In 365 hours a year, in three to five years, you could learn the equivalent to a university student, right? That's one hour a day in three to five years. You could be an expert or change anything you want to change about your knowledge, change careers, change anything. And all you have to do is give up one hour a day. But it takes discipline. And so the discipline is the same as working out. It's not going to happen if you just wish it, right? This, it takes discipline to get out of bed at 5 in the morning and go work out instead of at 6 because you don't want to work out. It takes discipline to have that extra hour a day that you are now dedicating to yourself, to your own learning. So that's what we're, we're going to talk about some tools. Um, we're going to go to break here. And uh, as soon as we come back, we're going to talk about tools. But before we go to break, you know, I want you to think about the word no. So when should you be saying no? And we will talk a lot about that uh, when we come back from break. So uh, those of you that are listening in, if you've got some time, you know, time challenges or some things that are, you're struggling with, uh, remember, you can give me a call at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. And I can tell you that that is, um, that is something that uh, we want to do is we want to talk to you. Uh, and you'll also be able to interact or share a story, success story that you've had. So we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. At Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, we work with business owners and leaders to get the results they need. You can focus on the horizon, break barriers, and navigate change. Stop flying around in circles and get ready to break through to new levels of success. Sonic Coaching has a proven track record of helping entrepreneurs and leaders improve financial performance and success. It's time to turn around negative performance and morale. Instead, let sales soar and take profit performance to new levels. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can provide the right tools and systems to get you where you want to go. We function as the CEO and executive team's co-pilot. Visit soniccoaching.com. Rise to amazing heights with your team. Join successful business owners and leaders who have let Sonic Breakthrough Coaching pilot them to success. Visit soniccoaching.com today. Sonic Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. We're on the web at soniccoaching.com. Propelling your business to new heights is easier than you think. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can help provide the right tools you need to get there. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching works with business owners to improve both team and financial performance and with a proven track record of successfully helping owners and leaders turn around negative performance and morale and soar sales and profit performance to new levels. The time is now. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. Visit soniccoaching.com. Voice America Business Network the bottom line in business. You're tuned in to Ask the Coach with Oliver Basner. To reach the show today, call us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to Ask the Coach. And we're back. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking about some time management strategies that are going to change the way you work, 
change the way you live, change the way you spend time even with yourself. So, um, you know, before break, we were talking about just some of the some of the horrific stats. And, you know, the one I like the most is that if you spent one hour a day, seven days a week, 365 hours a year, you could get the equivalent to a university education. So you could teach yourself, train yourself in anything that you could possibly want to know, be an expert in any field just in two to five years. By, by spending an hour a day on it, right? And those of you are going, I don't have an hour a day. Well, maybe one hour of less television a day, right? Because across North America, we watch too much TV. And so here's what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about no, you know, and as I said, going into the break, you know, no is something that possibly we've forgotten how to say. You know, when we were children, it's one of the first words we learned, right? So when we were even an infant and we started to learn how to talk, all of a sudden we learned that word no. You know, and, and all of a sudden parents would say, do you love your daddy? No. Do you love your mommy? No. You know, and you weren't being mean. You just loved the word no, right? Why is it one of the first words that we learn and it's one of the first words we forget when we become adults, right? No is a complete sentence. You know, Psychology Today back in 2012, they, they did a whole article that no is a complete sentence and, and that if, you know, if, if anybody says anything beyond you saying no, they're really trying to open it up for an argument or for persuasion. So you want to remember no is a complete sentence. So you've got to start saying no more. We say yes to things and then we wonder why we said yes and, and it causes us stress and pain. You know, I can tell you that what you want to think about, and, and psychologist Gemma Stone here in Calgary said it best when she says, if somebody um, asks you to do something, you need to think about whether that's a sacred yes, because if it's not a sacred yes, it should probably be a no. And how do you know it's a sacred yes? Well, somebody asks you to do something, and you think about, how do I feel in that moment? How am I feeling? Oh, my God. Like, I just don't have time to, to you know, to volunteer and, and go, you know, whatever it is to do this, this thing they're asking me to do. And if it doesn't feel good in that moment, you may want to consider that it's not a sacred yes. In fact, it probably isn't a sacred yes and it should be a no. Right. So let me give you some examples of, of what things people will say to you where they're trying to persuade you. And, and, you know, people are really skilled at using different wording. So, for example, somebody might say, can you do me a favor and help me with my resume? You know, what you want to think about that, let me repeat that sentence. Can you do me a favor and help me with my resume? So, what's the trigger word? The trigger word is favor. Can you do me a favor? It pulls at your heartstrings. Can you help me out? Those are the kind of words people use to pull at your heartstrings, and they're trigger words. Right. And so, again, you want to check in with yourself first. Is this something, first of all, I'm even skilled at. Secondly, is this a person I even want to, at this point, help? And thirdly, do I even have the time to commit or, or should I be spending that time somewhere else? And so that's the trigger word, favor. Can you help me out? Now, some other ways people word things is, is what do you mean you don't have time? You're on vacation. Well, hang on a sec. Right. They're just assuming because you're on vacation, you're not doing anything. And maybe you're not but you're on vacation, right? And so, again, they're trying to make you feel guilty. So you wanna watch out for that. You know, I thought you could be in charge of inviting all the guests. I thought you could be in charge of doing all the grocery shopping. You know, that's not even a request, right? That's a tell. And so you wanna, again, you wanna be aware, are, are people actually asking you or are they kind of subtly t just telling you to go do it, right? And should it be a no? Right now, if, if it's your spouse and you need groceries, probably it's a sacred yes. You know, you have to eat. But at the same time, really think about if people are sort of subtly making it a tell instead of asking you a question. You know, you're so amazing at your job. Do you think that you could help me with organizing my stuff? So what are they doing there? Flattery, right? You're so amazing at your job. You're so amazing at this. You're so amazing at that. Right? They're using flattery to put you in a good mood and then asking for the whatever it is that they're needing from you. So really start looking at some of these. I can tell you that we've role played some of these questions uh, in large groups and people really struggle when they have to role play the other side, which is saying no to even a mock role play. They're having a hard time saying no. So, you know, go look in the mirror and say no to yourself a few times. Say no to yourself dozens of times if you have to. Get used to saying the word no. And no is a complete sentence. Now, you don't have to be a jerk or you don't have to be harsh, right? 
but you don't have to give them a whole string of excuses why there's a no either, right? It's a no because I just can't fit it in my schedule right now, right? And so think about the no's. Now, here's a strategy that um, works very, very well, and it's called a 24-hour rule, right? And the 24-hour rule is pretty simple. If people are asking you to do something, and, and I, you know, I implemented this rule in my life and in my business, and if it's something that people are asking me to do that, you know, other than maybe, you know, can you take the garbage out, which has to happen right now because the garbage, you know, truck is coming tomorrow. But, you know, I'm talking about, you know, some, some bigger questions or people are trying to pull on your time. Give yourself 24 hours. And, and it simply sounds like this. You know, thanks so much for uh, thinking of me. You know, one of the things I do is I tend to say yes too quickly. And so I like to give myself 24 hours just to kind of, you know, make sure I can fit it in my schedule without overwhelming myself and that I can actually do a really good job for you if I am able to fit it in. So can I get back to you in, in, in a day or in 24 hours? Well, I'm telling you, because they want something from you, 100%, I've never had anybody say no to this question. 100% of people will say, yeah, absolutely. Now, you know, be respectful of them as well. Don't ignore them if it's going to be a no because you don't want to have any conflict or you don't want to have to deal with saying no to a friend um, or a loved one. You know, be honest and, and get back to them in 24 hours and let them know if it's a yes or a no. So 24-hour rule works perfectly. You really want to start thinking about the 24-hour rule. I'll give you an example in my own life. My, you know, um, my girlfriend um, said to me, you know, this was about six, eight months ago. She said to me, you know, I picked her up and we were in the car together. And um, she said to me, oh, I've got this, this great idea. I was talking to my friend and, you know, we got to get involved in this. This is so fantastic. And she's going on and on, right? Well, taking a breath for probably 15, 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden she stopped herself. She goes, how come you're not more excited? And then she went, oh, yeah, 24-hour rule, right? And I kind of nodded. I didn't have to say anything. I just nodded yes. And she realized that, yeah, you know what? I need 24 hours to think about it and possibly even research it, which I did in this case. And so give yourself 24 hours. Don't say yes to everything. And if you have a hard time saying no to people on the spot, buy yourself 24 hours. That's one of the best strategies you could use. Now, where are you spending your time? Let's figure that out. Where are you spending time currently? You think you know. I can promise you, you don't know, right? And so one of the things that we do is a you know, really simple tool. You know, we call it a, a time tracking sheet, and it's just a spreadsheet. You know, put your times down the left side. So put them in 15-minute increments. So if you start your day at 6 in the morning, start at 6, 6 to 6.15, 6.15 to 6.30, and so on. Right. If you start at eight, start at eight. If you're a late worker, put it till, you know, whatever. Right. If you work late till midnight, put it till midnight. And then what you're going to do is I need you to print this spreadsheet out. So make sure you can get it, you know, small enough where you can fit it onto one page, preferably. Now, if you're starting at six and you go till midnight, you might have to flip it and, you know, print it double sided. But um, if you can fit on one page and then what you want to do is top, top, top the cross uh, top on top. Sorry, can't talk today on top of the page. You want to put Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, right? If you work Saturday, put Saturday up there as well. So create some columns. And all you're going to do is you're going to print this sheet out, preferably a page because you can fold it in half. It's easy to carry with you. Fold it in four, throw it in your, your pocket, and you're going to carry it with you. Now, I've had clients try to do this electronically. Here's the thing. It doesn't work. By the time you turn on your tablet, your phone, or your laptop, forget it. You're not going to bother recording what I'm going to tell you to do next. So what you're going to do is for an entire week, make it a normal week, not a vacation week or something, but a normal work week for you um, where there's not unusual things going on, I want you to track your time for an entire week in 15-minute increments. Now you're going, I don't have time to put that down every 15 minutes. I can tell you we've measured it. It adds 20 minutes to your day. If you can't add 20 minutes to your day for a week to figure out where you're spending your time, then, you know, probably you're going to have to really think about whether you even want to help, right? So you're going to put the 15-minute increments. You're going to just quickly jot things down, meeting with Fred, um, you know, and you put three check marks because it was a 45-minute meeting. Then you might put lunch, and, and lunch was an hour or half an hour. You put, so lunch, three check marks underneath. And so you're just going to track your time. Now, here's how it doesn't work. Don't try and save everything in your mind until noon when you start at 9 to actually track. You've got to at least, if you're not going to do it every 15 minutes, which most people don't, track it at least every hour, take a pause, and write down what you did in 15-minute increments for the last hour. Right? Do that for an entire week. Don't analyze it. Don't do anything with it. Just track it. At the end of the week, here's what I want you to do. 
I want you to go back and I want you to look at where you've been spending your time. What have you been spending your time on? Highlight some things. You know, if you're going to realize that maybe I'm spending, oh my God, I'm spending half my week dealing with emails, right? Like email, email, email comes up all over your sheet. You're going to learn some stuff. You know, the first time I ever did this was very interesting. I had just started my coaching and my consulting practice. And I, I did this, took myself through it. And I realized that I, sp- I was spending a third of my time behind the windshield of my car. One third of my week of, of potential money making earning time was spent behind the windshield of my car. I very quickly went and got office space and my clients now, most of them will come to me, right? Because it's just more efficient for me to have a client come to me versus me going to them for various reasons. Number one, we get them out of their setting. And so, you know, all of a sudden that, you know, they're not getting interrupted all the time. And secondly, you know, we've got resources here at the office. So and we've got beautiful boardroom space. So we've got the resources, a a beautiful venue where we can meet and really dig in on people's businesses. But, you know, all of a sudden, a third of my time became much more profitable simply by using the sheet. I can tell you that every single person that's ever done this with us. They find something. They have an insight, an aha moment. It might be, oh, my, you know, oh, my, like, I can't even believe it. I only spent, like, half an hour with my kids all week, right? Whatever you're going to find out is for you, but then fix it, right? So where are you spending your time? I promised I'd give you a tool you could use. Here's a simple tool. If you use it, it will make a, a, a dramatic impact on your business and on your life. Now, what's important about 168 hours? Let's talk about 168 hours. You know, I ask this question to people and often they take some random guesses and they don't know what's important about 168 hours. Well, I can tell you what's important about 168 hours. We have 168 hours in a week. We all have the same 168 hours. So why do some people get so much done and other people seemingly feel like they're spinning their wheels and don't get much accomplished in 168 hours? Because nobody gets more time, nobody gets less time. The playing field is very even when it comes to how much time we have in a week. So where are you spending your time? Well, I already gave you a tool to figure that out. But, you know, let's hypothetically take you through 168 hours. So if you've got a piece of paper, you know, if, you, if you're not driving, you've got the ability to write this down. Here's some things you can write down or you can always replay the audio at a later date. So 168 hours, the Mayo Clinic tells us that on average, an adult requires about seven hours of sleep a night. So of 168 hours, if you're getting the ideal amount of sleep, which is seven hours a night, that's 49 hours. Now, let's say we've got a job, we need to work, right? And, you know, depending on what country you're in or what business you're in or if you're the owner or if you, you know, you're running it or if you're an employee, um, you know, we've got various work weeks, anything from 35 hour to 40 hour full-time work weeks. But let's be really generous. Let's say you work a 50 hour work week. Right, so we're going to put it down as a 50-hour work week. Now, I know some of you are putting in 60 and 70 hours, and you might want to think about, you know, where you're spending your time, um, you know, if you're working that many hours. But let's say it's 50 hours. Now, if your situation is, yeah, you only work 40 hours, put 40 down. But for this example, we're going to use 50. Now, I'm going to give you three hours a day to spend with your family. Now, I gave you the stat, right? Like people don't even spend 30 seconds with their kids. And so I'm giving you three hours, 21 hours a week. So put down 21 hours a week you get to spend with your family. So that's not that many hours. So let's keep going. I'm also going to give you 10 hours for yourself. So you can have 10 hours a week to do with whatever you want. So self would also include, of course, things like brushing your teeth, having a shower. We have to do those things. Right. But self 10 hours. And I can tell you brushing your teeth, having a shower does not take 10 hours a week, but 10 hours a week for yourself. Social activities. Let Some of you aren't having any social activities, but another 10 hours. Let's give you another 10 hours a week for social activities. And then some kind of spiritual practice, you know, whether you go to church or, or whatever spiritual practice you have. Let's give you another seven hours. You can have an hour a day for your spiritual practice. You meditate, you can have an hour a day to do meditation. Right. So now when we add that all up out of 168 hours, you have 21 hours left. Wait a minute. I gave you 49 hours a week to sleep. So that's seven hours a night. I gave you 50 hours to work. I gave you three hours a day, 21 hours for your family. I gave you 10 hours for yourself. That's an hour and a half, roughly a day. 
10 hours or another hour and a half for social activities. You want to hang out with your friends, hour and a half, right? Or play video games or watch TV. I gave you another hour a day for spiritual practice and there's 21 hours left. So you have to start asking yourself, where is my time going? Where are you spending your time? Because seemingly we all have way more time than we think. And I'm really, remember we talked about the five inches between your ears being the elephant in the room? That if you're constantly telling yourself you don't have enough time, well, I just proved to you you have enough time. So where are you spending it? Figure that out and then make adjustments based on these numbers that I just gave you. Because if, you know, if you're in bed nine, ten hours, probably too much sleep anyway, right? Can you reduce that, right? If you're working 60 hours, okay, well, maybe you're going to rob those 10 hours from your social activity or yourself. But the other question I have for you is when we are working or we are so busy and we're just given a lot of hours away at work, um, you know, because we need to and, and there's so much demands on us. And, and I get it right? There's more expected with less people in corporations these days, right? And so if we're doing that, where are we robbing the time from? Where are you robbing the time right now? If you're working too much or you're spending a lot of hours on something um, that's required or that you believe is required. Well, I can tell you where people tell me they, they rob it from. They rob it from their family. That's usually one place that they rob it from, right? They spend less time with their kids. And the other place they rob it from is from themselves, right? So I talked about self-care. Most people don't even have time to think about self-care, let alone do it. And so you're robbing yourself and you're robbing from your family. And if you're not re-energizing and reinvigorating yourself and taking proper time off and vacations, you're not productive anyway. And so I want you to really start thinking about you've got 21 hours left based on the numbers I just gave you. Where could you be spending another 21 hours of time? You know, so we're going to go to a break here shortly. And when we come back, um, I am going to share my favorite tool that we use with 100% of our clients. We use it here in the office as well. And it's a tool that has doubled the productivity for people that have used it. I can tell you that I had one client I was working with, and she said, this tool changed my life. I can tell you it more than changed her life because I actually believe had she not uh, used this tool, uh, she was disorganized, not getting things done, not accomplishing what she needed to, and her boss told me that if you can't fix her, I will have to terminate her, right? And so this tool changed her life. So we're going to talk about that when I come back from the break. Remember, if you have uh, some time management things that you want to share, some tools, or you have a question about anything we've talked about, um, or you're struggling with time yourself, give us a call at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Propelling your business to new heights is easier than you think. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can help provide the right tools you need to get there. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching works with business owners to improve both team and financial performance and with a proven track record of successfully helping owners and leaders turn around negative performance and morale and soar sales and profit performance to new levels. The time is now. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. Visit soniccoaching.com. At Sonic Breakthrough Coaching, we work with business owners and leaders to get the results they need. You can focus on the horizon, break barriers, and navigate change. Stop flying around in circles and get ready to break through to new levels of success. Sonic Coaching has a proven track record of helping entrepreneurs and leaders improve financial performance and success. It's time to turn around negative performance and morale. Instead, let sales soar and take profit performance to new levels. Sonic Breakthrough Coaching can provide the right tools and systems to get you where you want to go. We function as the CEO and executive team's co-pilot. Visit soniccoaching.com. Rise to amazing heights with your team. Join successful business owners and leaders who have let Sonic Breakthrough Coaching pilot them to success. 
Visit SonicCoaching.com today. Sonic Coaching, helping good businesses break through to great. We're on the web at SonicCoaching.com. Get a unique and playful insider's take on the biggest stories in tech, media, and entertainment. Join Lori H. Schwartz, well-known technology catalyst, comedian, and geek girl, as she and leading experts in the media and content business dive into the biggest stories in technology trends, consumer behaviors, and its impact on Hollywood. If you're looking to respond to the tech-fueled changes in the marketplace, then tune in to the Tech Cat Show Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business and syndicated to Voice America Women's Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're tuned in to Ask the Coach with Oliver Basner. To reach the show today, call us at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now, back to Ask the Coach. Welcome back, everyone. If you're just joining us, we're talking about having a time management makeover today. Everybody could use more time. I don't I don't care who you are, what business you're in. You know, prior to the break, we were talking about that we all have 168 hours in a week. If you get 49 hours to sleep, 50 hours to work, 21 hours to family, 10 hours to yourself, 10 hours for social activities, 7 hours to spiritual practice, you've still got 21 hours left in a week. Where in the heck are you spending all your time? Why do you feel like you don't have enough time? Because we've got lots of it. We just don't know where we're using it. And so... I promised I'd share with you the number one tool. I use it with 100% of my clients, and we use it internally here as well with the team. And this is the tool that can pretty much double your productivity just by using it. And it is, so So again, I, you know, I, I need you to put away all your doubts and, and, and beliefs. It is a new way of doing a task list. You're going, task list, come on. I already have a task list. So let's talk about the task list that we share with our clients. It's one page, and all you're going to do is you're going to have you're going to start you know have some lines on that page, and you're going to jot down all the items that you need to get done. Start thinking on paper because when we keep it in our head, it causes us stress, and in some cases causes you know people to even lose sleep and and constantly be worrying about things. Start writing all the things down that you need to get done. Okay, and I can tell you that one of my most stressed out clients one day she was vibrating vibrating heart she she could hardly even function anymore and we sat down and I just made her dump her brain and she filled three pages it was over a hundred and five items that she put down on her task list and at the end of it I had her pick a few things that she really wanted to focus on she gave me a call that night said it completely transformed everything she can't believe how much calmer she was she actually got a whole bunch of things done today and so here's how it works you're going to dump everything now, then you're going to put a value beside everything. Now, this is the critical component. You're going to put a value between A and E. So first, dump it. Dump everything. Dump all, your entire brain. First time you do this might take you 15 minutes. Not a lot of time, right? And so if, if you're that person who's sharper in the morning, do it first thing in the morning when you're fresh out of bed and you're feeling good. If you're that person that, that's better to do it before bed because you're worried and you sleep on it and you dream about it and you wake up at 3 o'clock about it, right, then dump it. Dump everything on your brain before you go to bed at the end of the day. I actually had a client dump their brain at the end of the day. It was taking him two hours to fall asleep every night because he was worrying about his business. And I can tell you that he said it changed it by an hour a night. It still took him an hour to go to bed, but now his brain was dumped on paper. He wasn't worrying as much, and he got another extra hour. Now, that doesn't sound like a lot, but that's seven hours of more sleep that he basically got in a week. Right? That was huge for him. Right, So figure out if you're more that morning person, you want to dump your brain in the morning or you want to dump your brain at the end of the day, but put everything on paper. And then as things come up throughout the day, you're going to carry the sheet with you and you're just going to add it to the sheet. Okay, here's the thing. Again, this does not work. I know I love electronics. I carry my phone. I have a tablet with me all the time. And I can tell you that even I don't do this electronically. I've had clients try to do this electronically. It never works. Again, we need to have something quickly accessible. Unfolding a piece of paper and adding a thought of something we need to get done is so much easier. Yeah, you're going to have to carry a pen. So much easier then trying to turn on your phone, put the password in, bring up the app, then type. It's just too complicated. 
Some things just need to be simple, and this is one of them. So you're going to carry this piece of paper with you. So you're going to dump your brain, and now here's what you're going to do. So after you've dumped your brain, whether that's first thing in the morning or at the end of the day, I want you to put a value beside each item. So it's going to be A to E. So let me give you the values. A's are must get done. So they have to get, you know, if, if you're doing it at the end of the day, they must get done the next day. They have financial consequences usually. Usually you might lose a client or you might lose an employee, but there's some consequences of some kind, usually they're financial, right? If you don't get that done tomorrow, that's your A items. That's it, right? Then the Bs. The Bs are extremely important. You really should be getting these done, but there's no financial consequence or any kind of consequence tomorrow if you don't get it done. Now, the day after it might be an A, but tomorrow it's a B. Okay, so you put the Bs. So start, you know, put all the value beside each one of the Bs that you've written down. Then you're going to go to the Cs. The Cs are the things you'd like to get done if you have time. Usually it's things like filing, right? Uh, it's, you know, it's not a should get done. It's not a have consequence thing to get done. So it's not an A or B, so it's a C, right? Put it down. Now, D is one of my favorites, right? And that's delegate. Right? Who can I delegate this to? Find as many D's as you can on that page. Right? I've got a, a wonderful assistant, and you know, definitely we're we're constantly looking at the way she, we I can delegate some things to her because I trust her to get them done. Now, if you don't have anybody working with you, get creative. You know, I told you at the beginning of the show I used to get my son to stuff the newsletter. Right? I got creative. I just gave him. He was getting ten hours. I think it was ten, 10 or not ten hours, but ten dollars a month for allowance. I was paying him ten dollars an hour. In three hours, he made 30 bucks. He was ecstatic, right? I got creative on how to delegate that newsletter. No, I trained him on how to do it, made sure he was doing it right. Um, but, you know, those three hours freed up, you know, made all the difference for me and my business. And then the E's just become items you're never going to do, right? So, you know, you've rewritten this sheet now five times. You keep rewriting this thing. You're never going to do it. I'll give you an example. You know, years ago, we bought a, a you know one of those DVDs where you get the digital download of a, a Disney movie. So we bought the movie, and you could get the digital version for their for their iPhones or their iPods. And uh, I couldn't get that digital version to work, so I wrote it down. I wrote Disney's 1-800 number, you know, and I was going to phone and see if they could help me get this thing to work. I rewrote this thing five times. I am never doing this. This is never going to be a priority for me. So I just... Check, gave it an E, checked it off, it was done, over with. You know, I'd rather give them another $20 to just download it, quite frankly. And so that's how you're going to value things. Now you have to, we're not done yet. You're going to go back to your A's. And you're going to put an, only beside the A's, you're going to put A1, A2, A3, A4, A5 maybe. By the way, if you have any more than five A's, you don't have more than five things ever that are going to have consequences if you don't get them done tomorrow. It's just not possible, right? I remember one client came in, I had like 12 A's, and we went through it, and it was like there was one that had a, had a consequence that day. And it was like, no, these you have one A and, and 11 B's, right? So, you know, prioritize your A's. So A1, A2, A3. Now, again, you're doing this before bed, or you're doing this before you actually get going in the office, and here's the rule. This takes some discipline to follow. The rule is this. You cannot go to your A2 till your A1 is actually checked off. You can't go to your A3 until your A2 is checked off and so forth. Now, if all your A's are done for the day, then you can get to your B's. So this is the way that you're going to start staying focused much, much quicker. You know, the studies have shown that on average, you know, employees get about eight interruptions a day. This was analysts in an IT company, and they were getting eight interruptions a day, and every interruption was costing them 15 minutes. These weren't client-facing people, right? 15 minutes of downtime, right? Whether it was an employee asking them how their weekend was or a phone call interruption or whatever was going on. That's two hours of lost productivity per person for these analysts. Right? What this does is you're getting probably a whole bunch of interruptions. This allows you to get back to work immediately. Now, I can tell you, sometimes my A1 for the next day might be to, to do some follow-up calls with some prospective clients. Now, I'm not a big fan of doing them. I can do them. They're not a big deal. right? But sometimes I'll come in the morning, why did I put that as an A1? Darn it. Like I, and so I just do it. Right, because I know I can't like really get to anything else. I can't do the A2 until the A1's checked off. It forces you not only to get the important things done, but also the things that matter. You know, I can tell you that most people how they do task lists is they do them this way. They create a list 
Oh, that's an easy one. That's just a phone call. I can check that off. Oh, that's pretty quick. That's a quick email. Let me get that done, right? And then they get on the email. Now they're distracted by 18 more emails, right? And so they're doing the stuff that's easy, not the stuff that's important. By the way, your team is exactly the same way. So my recommendation is you do the task yourself. Try it for a week or two, right? Now, here's how you do it. You rewrite it every day, right? So you, you literally take another sheet out, right? And you rewrite your task list the next day. All the stuff that's not done, rewrite it right? And then you revalue it again the next day. So the values get to change. Now, if something comes up that day, add it to the bottom of your task list, right? Because remember, you're carrying it with you. You get to revalue it the next day. And so it just forces you to stay on task so much faster, so much efficient, more efficiently. You get things done so much quicker, right? Because you force yourself to go through them. So that is the number one tool that we use. Now, here's a trick that we use with our clients. Print this thing on some kind of different colored paper. Here at the office, we have fluorescent yellow, and I'm talking about bright fluorescent, and we have fluorescent orange. And so we print, I print mine on fluorescent yellow. TMI assistant prints hers on fluorescent pink now. I think she's, she just bought some pink. And so, you know, we've got different fluorescent colors. Why would I say that? Well, if your desk is covered in paper, it's usually white, right? Your task list doesn't go missing if it's a bright fluorescent color. So you can constantly write things down. You're running to a meeting, grab your task list and whatever else you need for that meeting, but keep your task list with you, right? And so you're going to constantly, this becomes the magic tool for you to keep you organized. Now, what people often say to us, here's one of the things they, they say to us, I never get to my C's. Like I get my A's done, that's fantastic, right? And I get some of my B's done and my B's move to A's, but I never get to the C's. So what you do with your C's is once in a while, you you take a clump of C's, you know, the filing, that stuff that kind of has to get done and you don't ever sort of have the time for, and you make that C your A1 the following day. Right, So you, you force yourself through some of those C's as an A1, and then you go to your A2 and you keep moving. Right, So I can tell you that 100%, with the exception of one person, 100% of the people that I've shared this with stop using it. Now, one person that never stopped using it is uh, I had an assistant years ago. Her name was Marnie. Marnie never stopped using the task list the whole time we worked together. She was absolutely just ruthless with herself about making sure she followed that task list. Everybody else stops using it, including me, and I even teach this thing, right? Because we get too busy. I don't have time for the task list, so we don't do it. Well, I can tell you that after two or three days of not using it, I go, man, I feel like I've been spinning my wheels. I just don't feel like I'm getting much done. And you realize, oh, yeah, I got to go back to my task list. So don't feel bad. Don't beat yourself up. Just go back to the task list. Revalue it. Follow it. Print it on fluorescent colored paper. I recommend you pre-print like 50 of them so they're handy so you don't have to print it every day and carry this thing with you. Let me know how that works for you. I'd love to hear from you. By the way, if you want a copy of our template for this, all you literally have to do is print it on colored paper. Uh, Send us an email. It's info, I-N-F-O, at soniccoaching.com. That's I-N-F-O at S-O-N-I-C. There's another C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G.com. Info at sonicoaching.com. Ask us for the task list. We'll gladly send you out our our template. We'll give it to you. So um, try it. Let us know how it works. I think it's going to dramatically change your life. Now, I'm excited. Next show, we have got Tom Fikes on from Money Coaches Canada. We're going to discuss the seven stages of financial well-being. So are you financially secure enough now or in the future? Do you even know if you are? How do you know if you are? Tom is a master at this. You know, the seven stages of financial well-being, I've, I've gone through them. Amazing, amazing information. I'm so excited to be sharing that with you. We're, we're so glad and, and, and so grateful to have Tom on the show next week. So thanks, everyone. Hopefully, you have more time in your life now. Talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. Ask the Coach with Oliver Baisner can be heard live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we talk again, have a sky-high week.